Hey coach, have you heard about Sydney? You've probably heard me mention them here on the podcast when we talk about video coaching or when Corey Camp was a guest, but there's so much more than that. Sydney knows that coaching can be tough. Most days it can feel like you're working hard, accomplishing little, and rarely seeing the impact of your work. Sydney makes it easy for you to get more done and watch teachers improve. Their professional learning engagement platform embeds practice and collaboration in every workday, engaging teachers while building a stronger community of learners. As a special offer for listeners of Buzzing with Miss B, the coaching podcast, they're giving away an opportunity to experience Sydney for yourself for free for a whole year. Go to sydney.com slash buzz to learn more, claim your free coaching package and win a $25 Visa gift card. To claim your coaching package, go to sydney.com slash buzz. That's S-I-B-M-E dot com forward slash B-U-Z-Z. Sydney, changing the way people learn at work. You're listening to Buzzing with Miss B, the coaching podcast, where we believe that every teacher deserves a coach, and every coach does too. I'm Chrissy Beltran, an instructional coach, resource creator, and coffee enthusiast. And I'm your host. Stay tuned for practical tips and honest coaching talk that will help you coach with confidence. Hey coach, welcome to a very special bonus episode of Buzzing with Miss B, the coaching podcast. My course, The Confident Literacy Coach is newly updated and open. And so I wanted to share with you about the great changes it can create in your coaching work. This course is full of modules designed to help you establish yourself as a coach, manage your time and responsibilities, coach the fundamental components of reading and writing, conduct coaching cycles and coach and facilitate PLCs. There's so much good stuff in there. So I wanted to show you exactly what it can do for you when you join, because I don't have the perspective on it. I need to actually experience this as a coach and implementing this in my work after taking it as a student. I asked one of my awesome students, Christy Rice, to share her experience with taking the course. She's going to walk us through what taking the course was like, how it has impacted her coaching work and how she feels now that she's had the benefit of this course. So welcome, Christy, to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Well, thank you for being here because I feel like you're going to give some really valuable insight about what it's like to take an online course and what people can get out of taking this specific Confident Literacy Coach course. So I do appreciate you being here very much. Yes, I appreciate you having me. It's very (laughs) helpful. So I'm excited to do it. Okay, great. Well, I would love to hear about what your experience was like in actually taking an online course. So something that it's something that a lot of people haven't done. Um, uh, you know, many we're used to kind of like in-person training or even virtual training, but an online course where it's already there is sometimes a little bit different. It's like self-paced. And so was there anything especially beneficial that you found in taking a course online or anything that was really challenging for you? Um, I think that most parts of it were really beneficial for me um, because it was really just simple to navigate. I I got on, I bookmarked the site. I didn't bookmark the site right away. So uh, maybe that would have been a challenge, but in your printout, you have uh, the address to the site right at the top. So that is helpful. Okay, (laughs) good. Forget. Um, So it was really pretty simple to navigate. It was nice because um, I took the course in the summertime and 
you know, I'm busy. I don't know if who's coming to the door. Maybe I'm putting a load of laundry in or something. So I was able to pause it and come back to it mm -hmm. or rewind a little bit and listen to it again. Um, something that you don't get in a, um, a live professional development, you know, is, is getting to hear that again. So that was, that was really, really helpful for me. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's a really good point. I do the same um, because I have taken several online courses. I took a course to learn how to do a podcast. You know, I've taken courses for different mm -hmm. things and it does help. There are certain like lessons, like there's one about Facebook ads that I am never going to remember how to do mm -hmm. that process ever. It's so convoluted. Yes. So every time I have to do one, I go back to that lesson and I watch it again and I pause it and I do the step and I pause it and I, do, you know, because if not, it's just like, there's no way I'm going to remember. So having yeah. access forever and you always will have access to it um, is is helpful. That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. I've been able to go back through the last couple of years and, and re-listen uh, uh, to, to different sections and depending on where you're at in your, your coaching, mm -hmm. you need different things at different times. So yeah. yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, that's very true. Some years you may be focusing on developing your PLCs. Some years you may be looking more at your practices, so your like instructional practices. So that's a good point. Yeah. Um, what were some of the bigger struggles that you were having in your coaching work before you took the course? Yeah. So when I started coaching, it was brand new to our school. And I, I knew a little bit about coaching. I had, I had read some literature about it. I have friends who had coaches at their school or maybe even were coaches. Um, and I thought it sounded like something I was going to be very interested in doing someday. So when I had the opportunity um, to be a coach, I was so excited. And then we, I was the first one at our school. And I had no idea where to even start. And so I started researching and I just couldn't get, I couldn't get my mind organized. I couldn't get things organized on paper. And so as I was doing some research, I came across uh, uh, your masterclass. And so, and that you had a, you had a, you have a blog, mm -hmm. which was helpful. And I, I saw a little bit about the masterclass, but I decided to listen to your podcast for a while first. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is all, these are all of the things I need to know. So, um, yeah, so then I, I dove into the masterclass and a lot of those struggles I was having of being disorganized or what even is my purpose? Um, I got a lot of those answers and some of them I just, I needed to listen to and then go back and take notes and just re-listen to and re-listen to. So I was, I, so I felt comfortable, you know, so that really helped with, with that struggle. So that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And getting a, a coaching role, like starting out at a campus is, is stressful. And especially mm -hmm. if you've never worked with a coach or if you haven't worked with a coach in that way, like we had a coach, but she didn't work with us. My, my grade level as like a coach, she worked with more of the primary teachers as a coach and for us, she just gave professional yes. development. So yeah. I didn't really have that experience whenever I started coaching either. And you're kind of like, okay, I guess I'll just make this up as I go. Like, I don't know. Yes. And then yeah. you don't feel like you're accomplishing anything at first because you're just like, you're solving problems as they come up. Yeah. I had all of these like initiatives. I want to try this and I want to do this, but I didn't really have a set purpose or, or a goal of what I wanted to accomplish by the end of the year or what mm -hmm. I had in my mind was way too big. Oh, good yeah. point. Yeah. Yeah. Because we want to move mountains, which I think that's, that's not a bad thing, right? <laughs> that's a good, yeah. Education needs mountains moved right now. So, yes, <laughs> but maybe not in one year. <laughs> yeah. And not by one person. Right. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> so then as you were trying to get this started, how did you feel as you were like setting up your program? You mentioned, you know, um, feeling like your goals were too big or just like you were kind of like um, uh, all over the place. Right. How did you feel as you were trying to solve these problems on your own and kind of accomplish this goal of setting up your coaching program? Yeah. So I was really stressed. <laughs> I was I felt really discombobulated and and like I just didn't know where I was going. I even started thinking at one point, maybe I had said yes too quickly mm-hmm. and maybe it was uh, the wrong decision for me. And um, I was just I was just very stressed. Oh, I I didn't know what to do. I didn't know who to turn to. I didn't um, have anybody really close um, that was a coach or had experience. It. I mean, I, I did know some people that were coaching or had been coached, but even what they were telling me didn't sound successful. And so I didn't necessarily want to um, repeat what was not working. So yeah, that makes that, sense. Yeah. yeah. Just a lot of stress. Yeah. Yeah. If you're hearing from other coaches about all the challenges of their work and not really like what they've done that has been effective, you're like, okay, then how do I, <laughs> thank you for telling me all the problems that I also yeah, have. Yeah. What do I do now? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so then which parts of the course were actually valuable in helping you solve some of these problems? Because there's so, six, just to kind of summarize, there's six different modules. Yeah. So which, which, you know, which components were actually helpful? So all of them, but (laughs) all of them have been helpful. But like I said before, at different times, at all different times. So at the beginning, uh, like I said, that, that very first module where you're like, you know, uh, I, what's your coaching style or, or what are your goals Mm -hmm. for the year? And you walk us through. So basically like, you know, start with this and then build to this. And you gave examples, of what those goals could even be, because I didn't even know where to start with, with what a goal should be or what was realistic. Mm -hmm. And so that was very helpful. And I actually listened to that first module, um, completely through and then went through and started to take notes, but I went through that first module several times, just, Mm -hmm. you know, feeling more relaxed and feeling like, Oh, I'd have a purpose. I could, I can do this thing, just little, little chunks at a time throughout the year. And then into the second module where you even help, um, help us organize, um, our daily monthly semester tasks that just made it make, made it feel very much more doable. So, um, and then later on, as I've been coaching, I mean, just this week, I was going back through the data portion, like doing Mm -hmm. data reviews, you know, uh, the very first semester I was coaching, it was um, PLCs and professional developments and and what kinds of information could I, you know, bring to that? What are best practices? You know, I knew best practices, but, you know, what was an organized way to explain those things? So that's a good point. And that's actually a section that I'm updating. Um, the reading and writing modules, which are modules three and four, are getting a big update right now because I'm going to come back way back to the basics um, mm-hmm. because they were focused on practices, but I want to include also, okay, so what are the components of skilled reading? What does that really look like? And so a lot of um, our teachers were not trained in this in college. We, many of us were not trained. I mean, I remember getting trained in the fundamentals, but then whenever you actually go to school, depending on what your school focuses on, you may or may not see those again. And what, depending on what resources they have. So I'm going to come back to that. That'll okay, good. Share. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Absolutely. great. Yeah. 
yeah, we're going to look at in reading. We're going to talk about, you know, what, what makes up decoding, what makes up language comprehension, what, you know, what do we need to be doing and how can we coach these things in classrooms and set teachers up for success in those areas. And you know, that will be so wonderful because uh, right now I've primarily am in upper elementary school. Mm-hmm. And I think that even our veteran teachers who were trained in some of these things haven't done it in so long. And now we know that a lot of our students still need this decoding and, and these morphemes and even, well, phonological awareness, yes. you know, and um, yeah, they, they need that, especially with, I hate to say COVID learning loss, but we know that it, that it's there. Mm-hmm. And so we need to make up some of that, those things in upper elementary. And so that will be, that will be great. That will help me a lot. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense too, because, um, yep, a lot of kids didn't get the exposure that they needed to these things at lower levels. And then even then, like you said, upper elementary teachers have always had kids who had those gaps, right? Mm -hmm. We've always seen it. And as an upper elementary teacher myself, I was a fourth grade teacher. And then I taught third grade. I remember having to like teach myself, okay, this is phonics. (laughs) This is, Mm -hmm. you know, what I can do. But even then I was missing pieces of it because I was just like exploring it on my own with whatever resources I happened to find in our resource library, right? Yes. Um, There was no program. There was no nothing. And And the best training that I ever got from helping struggling readers in my classroom was actually from our literacy coach. Like I mentioned before, she mostly did PD for us. She partnered up with our dyslexia intervention teacher, and they gave a training about Wilson and the actual like syllable patterns and syllable types and um, like, you know, what is a digraph and all of these things. And I was like, this is what I've been missing. Okay. And then I was able to use that to help my struggling readers and actually to build in a component of that every day for all of my kids. Because even though, yes, even they were 10 years old, but that didn't mean they had it. You know, they were missing a lot of that. So that alone helped fill in a lot of the gaps for my kids. But now I feel like there's so many more great resources for upper elementary teachers and so much knowledge that we have. So I'm excited to share that in the reading module. And then in writing, we're going to look at components of writing as well. um, Because we spend so much time, like depending on what where your school is. Some teachers only talk about spelling and that's what writing is and grammar. And some teachers only talk about craft and that's what writing is. And we really need a good balance of all of these things, a good blend to make sure that we're, we're actually instructing all the components of what makes a skilled writer. Well, that will be wonderful. Cause our school, that was uh, my big initiative this year was digging into writing. And mm-hmm. so that will be, I, I've seen that it depends on the grade level and the teacher and, and what they hone in on. So Yeah, Yeah, totally. That was, I remember doing um, like writing reviews and kinder was always talking about like penmanship and handwriting. And then Mm -hmm. first grade was always talking about spelling and periods and capitals. And it was was just interesting. And so with, for those teachers, you're like, yes, those things are essential and you're absolutely right. And that's not all writing is that's a part of writing. And then for the upper elementary teachers, you're like, okay, yeah, they don't have the sentence structure. We have to come back to it. Just like decoding. We have to come back to that sentence structure Mm -hmm. because they don't have that either, you know, over and over and over again. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. So I'm excited to share that with you. And I hope that those will be some valuable updates for you. So how do you feel as you're implementing the strategies that you've learned? How do you feel about your coaching work? I feel really confident. um, And I was excited I'm excited every year, but I was excited going into the fall of my first year after having been stressed for the majority of the summer. So the masterclass really made a huge impact. I know I've messaged you a couple of times about that because it really did. Like, um, I just wasn't sure that I was going to be able to do it. So I feel um, 
I feel confident. I feel like I have uh, the best information. Um, I'm excited that you're updating and I have access to that, yes. to that yes. information, that new you information. Um, so I feel like I'm getting continual learning, but I can do it on my my own time. So um, I also like, I, I wanted to point out that I also like uh, in your masterclass and in your podcast that you talk a lot about the mistakes that you made as a new coach and it helps me sometimes, unfortunately I made the mistake first and then <laughs> I go back and hear what you did. But a lot of times I'm like, oh, I probably would have done that. I'm so glad that, that you, that you said that. So I just feel, I guess I feel empowered with, with knowledge going into it. Like I, I just feel confident as That's a coach. So awesome. I love that. Yeah. I, I made tons of mistakes. Um, and I'm, I'm sure I still do, you know, <laughs> we do is we're working with people and it's very human and very subjective. And there are some things we try to get better at, but it's not in our nature. And, you know, mm-hmm. so we're always getting better at some area and there's always some sort of growth that we need to do, but, but yeah, I don't mind sharing my mistakes at all, because if I can save you from something <laughs> that I did, um, you know, that, that does uh, down the road, it helps kids. It creates a better world that we live in, you know? Yes. Yes. I appreciated that. (laughs) Oh, sure. Okay. Well, I will continue to share all the times that I've messed up. (laughs) I'll have plenty of things to talk about. I'm sure. (laughs) So what has taking this course changed the most in your coaching work? How does it look different? Um, It really everything because it was the beginning. And so it it gave me purpose and what I was doing when I took the job, I, I wanted to help teachers um, I was in, as a classroom teacher, I, I was, I started to be a lead teacher and I began working with people, but I couldn't be in their room or, uh, you know, I could, in my grade level, I could work with plans and talk about management, but there wasn't enough time outside of, of the grade level. So I had an idea of what I would like to do, but then it, um, became something else. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it kind of just reset what my purpose was and how I could take what I wanted to do and actually do it. How could I actually implement it and um, have some successes and, and see teachers um, be successful and feel successful. So, um, and then also it changed in that I didn't have to uh, create tools a lot of these tools you've already created and they come in the masterclass or you have other resources there um, on your TPT and things that have been helpful going into classroom and doing observations and what should I be looking for and um, how can I do uh, a conversation after a classroom mm-hmm. observation? You know, what are some things that I can point out and um, talk with that I should, you know, be asking lots of questions rather than just giving lots of advice, you know, um, which is my tendency to just tell rather than ask. Totally, totally get it. <laughs> Same person. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So those things, and, and I mean, I know I hadn't started yet, but it changed my perspective of a lot of things that I, I had going into it. Yeah, that makes sense. That um, So what kinds of, of things are you doing to support your teachers right now? What does that look like? Oh, so I do, um, this year we started PLC. So last year I went into classrooms and did observations. I did some um, teaching cycles where I would go in and um, observe and then 
model and co-teach and, you know, kind of do the gradual release with the teachers, which mm-hmm. I had never thought of. So I actually learned that okay. in your master class. Um, and uh, we've done book club. We've done um, resources. Right now, we're starting to get into testing season. So teachers are asking for some different kinds of resources. Um Yeah. So, um, and then one that I guess I wasn't thinking about when I went into coaching was um, behavior management. And Mm -hmm. I actually just saw that you have a new podcast about that. So um, I was just starting to listen to it and I'm like, okay, I need, they need some more help in this, in this area. Um, And that's one of those things that feels like it comes kind of natural. I'm like, how do I teach? How do I teach this thing? You know? Yes. Yeah, it feels very personal, classroom management. Yes, and yeah. yeah. Everybody it's, has a different style, different yes. personality. And yes. Yeah, it's really, it can be very challenging. That's, and I did a little series on it in the podcast back in November. Um, it's like four different episodes about behavior, classroom management, coaching that, you know, specifically. And because it was a huge challenge for me, I really struggled with it. I just remember avoiding classrooms. Um, because I was like, I don't want to go in there. That classroom is awful. It's the teachers just yelling at the kids. The kids are just smarting back because they were like not valued. And, and there were also yeah. other issues too, but that were going on there that were, that the teacher had sincere challenges. She really did. But I just remember being like, I don't even know where to start. Where do I go? Yes. <laughs> what do I even do? Cause this person is not seeing this at all mm-hmm. in the same way that I'm seeing it. And it Absolutely. was just such a hurdle. So yeah, I, I, uh, I did share about what I learned from Matt and over time, how I changed my approach. And there's that last episode that you're mentioning that, um, I think it's one thirty, is about a classroom management approach that I used with classrooms, like how I actually modeled how you can teach classroom management to your kids. And then a lot of teachers really embraced it and took it and ran with it. So um, I hope, and it's, it's something that you can make work for different personality types. They can just, they can adjust it. You know, it's, it's yeah. loose enough that they can make it work for them. So I hope that you get some value out of that one because yes, I'm, classroom sure management. I'm excited to see that I was just coming, coming across that issue. So, and then I saw, mm-hmm. and I'm like, perfect. Yeah. Perfect timing. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay, good. I hope that one helps. Well, thank you so much. Um, is there anything else that you want to share about before we wrap up? I don't think so. I just think that um, I, I just really appreciate that masterclass. I appreciate that I'm going to be able to continue to learn from it and get more things from it. Um, like I said, I'm continuously going back to it and and re-listening. And, and uh, I, I like that you've been in, in the position, you've been actually doing the work um, of coaching and you just really have figured out what we need to support us and So, you know, as you know, there's sometimes not a lot of support for coaches. My admin is really great and our teachers are really great, but sometimes you just feel like you're in that middle ground, Um, Mm -hmm. you know, especially if you're at a school where you're the only coach. So Mm -hmm. it's nice. It's nice to have you um, helping us out. All right. Well, I love it. Thank you so much (laughs) for, for being here and sharing about your experience. Absolutely. Thank you. Oh, wow, coach. That was so nice of Christy. And I loved hearing how the coach supported her and what she felt were the benefits of taking this online course as an instructional coach. If any of this resonates with you, this course can change your coaching life and you can grab it this week. The course is going to close on April 17th. So be sure to head to confidentliteracycoach.com and sign up so you can experience 
all of the positive change that Christy has experienced in her coaching. That's confidentliteracycoach.com. And if you have any questions at all, anything you're unsure of, anything you're like, I don't even know how this would work or what else is in the, in the course, just send me an email. Christy at buzzingwithmissb.com. Send me that email and I will be happy to answer any of the questions that you have in order to get you the support that you need. So next week I have a new episode coming out. It's going to be a regular episode that comes out on Monday. And until then, happy coaching. Thank you for listening to Buzzing with Miss B, the coaching podcast. Want more coaching ideas? Check me out at buzzingwithmissb.com and on Instagram at buzzingwithmissb. If you love the show, share it with a coach who would love it too, or leave me a review on iTunes. It's free and it helps others find this show. Happy coaching. Happy coaching.